Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. The incredible new vehicles available to you at Two Rivers Ford are just a part of the package deal that Two Rivers Ford offers you as the best Ford dealer around. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, using the promo code A to Z Sports is how you get involved on all the action. Major League Baseball, Olympics, all manner of great promotions using the promo code A to Z Sports that I'll tell you more about later in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Brimac Mechanical is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will get you commercially. They will get you residentially. All you have to do is give them a click at Brimac.com. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Win the buyer battle. Get the intel that you need to sell. And if you are in the market to buy your home, do so with your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. Okay, so we're very happy to see a bunch of you in here tonight. Uh, Titans Kyle, Ronnie Anderson, Chris Frazier. I see Jeffrey Pincourt, Van Jeffrey, Mike Clark, so many of our friends ready to talk about the Tennessee Titans tonight. We love to see it. So when we, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, the players are already in the building. I, for my, uh, I, for my first uh, time this, officially this season, I went to St. Thomas Sports Park today. I got my first COVID test of the new uh, 19 season. Now, nobody has called me to tell me that I've tested positive, which is very great. Uh, we love to see it, given that we are seeing positive tests among people who have been vaccinated. Frank Reich, the Colts coach, happening today. But regardless, it felt like the first day of school. You walk through the door. Hell, it's been so long since I've been inside, physically inside the facility today, uh, walking into St. Thomas Sports Park, not just allowed out on the practice fields, but for the first time in you know the better part of 18 months, the first time that I've been inside the facility. So I went inside the facility today. In fact, they herded all the media vultures through the players' entrance to the building. They swabbed us. They sent us on our way. And then tomorrow, when we go back, Mike Vrabel will give his opening statements. Wednesday begins practice officially. El Boogie 808 says, OMG, almost football. It's not almost football. For me, it is officially here because my life ended as of of like 11 a.m. yesterday when I went full face first into my Titans training camp preview, which you can find at azsportsnashville.com. Some good nuggets in there for you. Um, so, and Karen O'Keefe says she's jealous. She wishes fans could come to camp. Uh, you know, we we wish that you guys were able to hang out out there with us too, Karen. It's uh, it's really disappointing to not have fans either at St. Thomas Sports Park or at uh, Nissan Stadium. Just the scheduling didn't work out with Garth Brooks and, and Nashville SC having games at the stadium and the Music City Grand Prix, which is going to run a part of its course around the parking lot at Nissan Stadium. So it is unfortunate that we uh, that we don't get to hang out with you guys at camp this year. But I do, uh, I do, I am excited, and you should be excited that football season will finally be underway. So with camp, there are two players in particular that I think are going to be the focal point of this entire month, basically, leading up to this season. Two players that will be a focal point for the Tennessee Titans and for you guys as fans. Puka says, uh, Puka asked the question, why not go to Vandy Stadium for a practice? You know, that was asked, the same question was asked um, 
was asked of you know high school football, uh, high school football stadiums around uh, around the, the the Middle Tennessee, and and really it sounded like after the Montgomery Bell situation with the Titans hosting a COVID practice that there were a lot of complications that went into hosting um, a practice at a high school facility. Now Vanderbilt is different, but it does not sound like Vanderbilt was interested in accommodating the Titans on top of what Clark Lee is going to have to do. Now, I don't know that Vanderbilt straight up said no. I don't know that the Titans asked. All I know that it wasn't really given consideration um, at this point because it would interrupt some of Vandy's abilities to be able to uh, to be able to use utilize their practice facilities as well. Um, so the question that I have for you guys to start this show, your two rivers Ford take, which Titans player are you most closely following heading into training camp? Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. The question is, which player are you most interested in following heading into camp? Now, what I mean by this is, like, who are you monitoring the most closely? What Whose storyline are you hyper-focused on? Puka says all the injured ones. No, you got to pick one, Puka. That's not how the, I get – I'm going to play the game differently, but you guys have to play the game by the rules. Which – Titans player are you most closely following heading into training camp? It's your two rivers Ford take. Let me know in the comment section on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together and you'll hear from one of mine momentarily right after I tell you about two rivers Ford. The best in the business is two rivers Ford for nearly 40 years since 1983. Two rivers Ford has been the best Ford dealership around. They are providing you the best American-made Ford vehicles, like the 2021 F-150, the 2021 Ford Bronco, the uh, Lightning Electric uh, F-150, the Mach-E Electric Mustang. There are so many cool new vehicles available to you at Two Rivers Ford. But what remains the same through all of the years is the award-winning customer service that Two Rivers Ford provides to you, and of course, the quality Ford vehicles that they are most known for. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Julia. Go pay them a visit or do some window shopping online at tworiversford.com. All right, so which player are you most closely focused on? Are you most closely watching now that training camp has begun? Now, of course, you're not going to be able to physically watch training camp this year, so you're going to have to do it through us, who will be taking videos at practice, who will be providing you content on social media, as much as we can, uh, as much as humanly possible that we can get our hands on is what we will provide to you. But ultimately, um, who are you most closely paying attention to? So uh, Farley, number one, says Stephen Rodriguez, Fulton and Dupree, according to John Doucette. Uh, James Tatum says, Buck, I'm so excited for the season. I bought, I even bought two more season tickets today. That puts me at six seats, man. Here's what I'll tell you guys. I am, um, I, I hope, I pray, and I am not somebody. <laughs> I am not somebody who often goes to prayer. Perhaps I should more in my life, but I would say to you that I pray that everything remains on course and that we are able to see a hundred percent capacity at Nissan Stadium because I miss the hell out of you guys at games. It is such a different environment to not have fans in the stands. That I am glad to see that James is going to have six seat, six seats. Nissan Stadium. I hope they're full, and I hope they're you know uh, full with people who are screaming and enjoying themselves, enjoying themselves 
at an NFL football game. I don't even care. I don't even care if they're Titans fans or if you sell them to somebody else, although I know that's a sticking point amongst Titans fans. I just want to see people butts in seats. That would make me very, very happy. So I'm happy to hear that for you, James, and I look forward to seeing all of you guys in the stadiums, stadiums, uh, if you're on the road or if you're hanging out at Nissan Stadium this summer or this fall. I hope to see all of you at some point. Um, I'm trying to find good tickets for the Titans versus Jets game, says David Dandy. Well, I will be there as well, David. So if you find your way in, uh, hit me up. Farley and it says Jewel, but I assume it me. I assume Titan Rob is talking about Julio. Uh, Farley and Bud, according to Alonzo Henderson, Fulton is probably the most important. So Brad Lifford, I'd like you to expand on that. Why is uh, Christian Fulton the most important to you, I do think I do find that an interesting an interesting topic of conversation because with Fulton, you know, and really that entire draft class last year, Isaiah Wilson notwithstanding, we don't really know what the Titans have in these guys. We don't. I at least I don't. I'm not sure what to make of Christian Fulton. I know him to be hugely talented. I know him to be a player who needs to be able to make an impact and make an impression. Certainly. In this year, I don't know what Darrington Evans is necessarily, but I think it could be an exciting wrinkle for Todd Downing to be able to further the evolution of this offense in ways that Arthur Smith did not have at his disposal because Darrington Evans was injured a great deal. I want to see how it affects special teams, the return game specifically. If he is able to have an impact in a way, I think the last impact returner for the Titans was probably Darius Jennings. And even him, even he was just, it was just, how many return yards he was able to accumulate, which is important, of course, for, for field position. But, you know, Darius Jennings was not, and and the expectation should not be like regularly returning punts and kickoffs for touchdowns, but you should be able to have a greater impact or find a greater impact at special teams than you have had in the last couple of years. But then, so there's Christian Fulton, there's there's Darrington Evans, there's, you know, Lorel Murchison, um, Amani Hooker is, no, Amani Hooker is a, a class above. So who am I forgetting? Lorel Murchison, uh, Christian Fulton. There is Darrington Evans, who was, oh, David is, no, David Long's not, David Long's a, a draft class prior to that too. So who am I, who am I missing from that 2020 Titans draft class? Apparently they are forgettable because I am having trouble um, pinpointing the players who I'm forgetting. Uh, Julio and Bud is who Maurice is uh well Wilson oh Cole McDonald Cole McDonald was also in there but Cole McDonald didn't even make it through uh through training camp last year so, yeah so I guess I guess Wilson and, and Cole McDonald are the only guys that I'm uh that I was misplacing earlier which is you know speaks to the disappointment of last year's draft class it was almost negligible impact um who are you most closely following this training camp for the next couple of weeks about a month before the Titans host, well, a little over a month, until the Titans host Arizona here in Nashville at Nissan Stadium. Uh, if it's just one, says El Boogie 808, he says Julio, Caleb Farley for Steven Stafford. And I will tell you why Caleb Farley is also mine as well. Well, here's what I'll say, because I'm going to pick two. All right, Caleb Farley and Bud Dupree. They are the most important players of the Titans offseason. Bud Dupree is the person who is supposed to come in and fix the pass rush repair what is so beyond broken with the Tennessee Titans defense, the ability to get pressure on the quarterback. Bud Dupree is going to be tasked as the number one edge rusher. He's being compensated 
as a number one edge rusher, he is going to have to find some way to make up for the lack of production that this rest, the rest of the crew, as cur- or as was constructed, was not able to find. Bud Dupree is a is probably the most important storyline outside of Julio to follow throughout the course of this season for the Titans because they will live and die on the strength of their defense if their offense is not able to find 30.7 points per game again. And in a perfect world, they won't have to because your defense would be improved. But then there is Caleb Farley, whose status, because Bud Dupree will start training camp on the physically unable to perform list. That was completely expected. He's in like he's in like month seven and change on an ACL recovery. Most more often than not, the projections on just typical ACL recovery is around eight months. So that would put Bud Dupree in line to be able to participate at some point during training camp, provided that he clears a physical. But then there's Caleb Farley, who is my second player, the most important players, I think, to monitor this year. Caleb Farley is going to be critical. And I will tell you why here in just a second, right after I remind you about DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook. And speaking of America, our our top athletes are currently in Tokyo competing for the gold, unless they're USA Basketball, who continues to disappoint. DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be able to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. Gold, bronze, silver, they medal, you win. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A to Z Sports to take advantage of this great offer to sign up and turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code A to Z Sports to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That is where you go. Uh, So, the situation for the Tennessee Titans, the two most intriguing players out of all of this are... Bud Dupree, and Caleb Farley. Now, Caleb Farley is not on the PUP. Caleb Farley is on the non-football injury list. Caleb Farley is dealing with a different situation, far more uncertainty. And Caleb Farley, the expectation is, now it's very possible that he could pass a physical tomorrow and be ready to go by Wednesday. That is deeply unlikely at this point. When last we spoke to Caleb Farley, he kind of gave us an update on his situation Caleb Farley, though, is going to be, if not the most critical piece, because I do think that's Bud Dupree, but he is going to have to play a major role in a defense that got nuked this offseason after getting nuked all season long by opposing offenses. Caleb Farley has a role to play, and the Titans need their first-round pick sooner rather than later. Uh, Caleb, uh, how are you uh, getting to you, you take a look at that defensive playbook? Uh, how much are you seeing right now? And uh, what does it look like to you as fitting your skills? Uh, how excited are you to be looking at those kind of things? I'm extremely excited to be, um, you know, uh, playing football again and, and, you know, learning the playbook. It, I, I, I love it. You know, I feel like it, it fits my skill set well. Um, you know, I, I think that's why uh, they picked me because, you know, with a a scheme that I could fit in and you know I'm just extremely excited to you know 
have this opportunity to bond with my teammates and, and uh, you know, feel like a, a, a freshman in college all over again or something like that. So that is Titans' first-round pick, Caleb Farley. When last we spoke to him, it was, uh, what was that, mandatory minicamp at some point over the course of those three days that we were out there covering it. But he, it, the expectation is that he will not be out there on Wednesday, starting the season on the NFI. Him and Aaron Brewer, the two players, a backup offensive lineman, on the non-football injury list. He is the greatest curiosity at this point. Now, the Titans are in a decent position, right? Because they do have some ways to, uh, oh, Samuel Grant, or Saul, excuse me, not Samuel, Saul Grammer brings up Chris Jackson, who I'm, whom I completely forgot about. Thank you, Saul. Um, we'll see if Chris Jackson is able to hang around on the team this year as a seventh-round pick was Chris Jackson out of Marshall, if I recall correctly. Um, so, with Caleb Farley, though, there is so much pressure on this dude to be able to make an impact right away. It's not just John Doucette's producer Reed back. That video was smooth as hell. That's right. Producer Reed is back. And uh, and the people clearly missed you, Reed, because I was incompetent yesterday in trying to figure out the video package. It's been a long time since I've had to do that stuff for myself. Reed is an invaluable part of the prime time process, so we always appreciate producer Reed for all of his great works. You can follow him, by the way, at Besh, B-E-S-C-H, please, on Twitter. Um, so, as King Nat points out on YouTube, there is so much pressure on Caleb Farley. Now, what he adds is that he wishes he, they added another corner. And the reality of the situation is you did. You added multiple corners, right? You arguably upgraded on your best defensive player last year. Remember that Malcolm Butler... On a bad defense, understandably, he was playing on a bad defense, but he was probably their best defensive player last year. Malcolm Butler, the upgrade, is Jack Rabbit Jenkins, who is a superior player even though he's at a little bit of an older age. Jack Rabbit is going to play on the outside. We know this indisputably. The question becomes, what happens if they are waiting on Caleb Farley, and what do what what puts the other players, the other corners, in a position to succeed. So you you cut Butler, you add Jenkins. You uh you move on from Adoree Jackson. You have Christian Fulton. Um you sign, now he did retire, but they did have plans to sign Kevin Johnson as a backup in nickel situations. They signed Kevin Johnson, Kevin Johnson retired. They added Jack Rabbit Jenkins and then they drafted Caleb Farley number 22 overall. Now they did do a uh, they did make an intelligent decision after drafting Caleb Farley because if you were going to take a gamble on a guy like Farley with an injury situation like that it would be in the first round you would go best player available and you would find the best possible value which at 22 overall if everything is right is Caleb Farley there is no question about that but then later in the third round with I believe their second of their third round picks. I believe it went Monty Rice and then Elijah Molden, if memory serves. Elijah Molden, who is regarded as a Jedi in the slot by Lewis Riddick of ESPN's own analysis, one of the best and brightest minds in sports commentary and football commentary right now. So you have Elijah Molden, who is regarded as the Jedi in the slot. 
You have Christian Fulton, who has played in the slot, but also, after returning from injury, played a good bit of outside or played a good bit on the outside. Now, that may be because the matchups dictated that that be the case. It could be that he looked more comfortable on the outside than he did in the slot, and the Titans needed, once they had Desmond King, once they traded for him, and who was fairly underwhelming, um, it was easier to put Fulton in the slot and leave King, or excuse me, put King in the slot and leave Fulton outside. Uh, 111 Keith says Jackrabbit is a hair, H-A-R-E, better than Butler. Shame on you. That is a Mickey Ryan level dad joke. But there will be, here's, here's what I'll say. There is pressure. There is pressure on Caleb Farley to, to perform and to succeed. But what I will say to you is that uh, what I will say to you is that they are hedging their bets if something happens with Farley because they now have Molden and guys with playing experience. Now it is paper thin in the secondary. Chris Jackson, we saw a big enough sample size of him last year to know that he cannot play extended uh, extended snaps. They no longer have Ty Smith on the roster. They do have some undrafted dudes that they will take a look at and that they have been looking at. But other than that. It is very, very thin in the in the cornerback room if Farley is not available. Um, Richard Sherman would be Joseph 2.0, says Donovan. Well, you're not going to sign Richard Sherman because Richard Sherman just had a horrific public, uh, publicly embarrassing and, and deeply disturbing moment where he's expressed thoughts of suicide while heavily intoxicated. So, no, you're not getting Richard Sherman. Uh, and, and for the people who are asking me about uh, Stefan Gilmore, it's completely, completely out of the range of possibility this year. Breon Borders is on the team, Ronnie Anderson and Donovan, who had that. Breon Borders, who did play good snaps, but I would look at I would look at Breon Borders. I would look at Breon Borders and say to you that um that Breon Borders in an extended sample size is certainly closer to Ty Smith than he is to say, I mean. Christian Fulton or Elijah Molden. So uh, you don't want to play Borders or Breon Borders more than you have to, although he did fill in admirably last year. Again, the defense was bad, so you have to grade on that curve, but it was it was tough, and he did get exposed a handful of times, um, although he held up better than somebody like Ty Smith did when they were heal- dealing with all of the injuries last year. He's way better than Ty, says Boogeyman Gaming. Well, no, I, I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's so. I'll say to you that there is more film on Ty Smith because remember Ty Smith started a I'm pretty sure Ty Smith started that playoff game in 2000 and what was that 17 in Kansas City against the Chiefs with the Titans as a wildcard team. I'm pretty sure t- Ty Smith has been around for a minute. He lasted a hell of a lot longer than he was expected to for an undrafted rookie free agent and a, a, a fine, a fine role player when called upon. But remember that the more that people got film on Ty Smith, the worse that Ty Smith started to look. There's a reason that Breon Borders has bounced around in the league. Again, not to diminish what he did last year, but what I'm saying to you is the more that you see Breon Borders on the field, the more that teams find ways to diagnose him on film, the more he's going to depreciate as an asset like we saw Ty Smith do um uh throughout the course of uh throughout the course of his career. Uh Ty played 10 yards off says Boogie. He played 10 wide, 10 yards off the wide receiver. That's not Ty's fault. That's what they were asking them to do. 
you can't blame the, the players for doing what they were being coached. That was the biggest problem, right? They didn't trust them not to get beat over the top, so they were giving them 10 yards of cushion and get instead of getting beat over the top, getting beat underneath. Um, so that is uh, that is something that you you can't you can't fault Ty Smith for playing that far off the receiver because Malcolm Butler was doing it, Desmond King was doing it, uh, Adore Jackson we was out there was doing it because they didn't want to get beat deep. That is the case. Oh, Kernick says, hey, uh, what's up, Buck? I finally lost my undefeated streak to the Rona, SMDH. Well, I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're uh, you're vaccinated so you don't feel the effects in, a, in any heavy kind of way because that took me down for about four days um, when I got it this time last year, actually, and since then have been double vaccinated. And I'm praying to God that that, uh, that keeps me safe at this point. Um, but I hope you get better, Kernick. That's unfortunate. DBs will be better because of receivers and practices, Henry Abrego. So that's a that's a good observation. And and you're right, Henry. Here's what I'll say though. Julio Jones famously in the last two years doesn't practice. And I don't know what the status of Julio Jones' health is. He may be great. He may want to prove something this year and he may, you know, practice every every day of training camp. Um, which I think is wildly unlikely. But Julio Jones famously doesn't practice. Now, that's not to say that they can't get better working off Josh Reynolds or working off A.J. Brown and the Buccaneers receivers when they go to Tampa Bay for a couple of weeks next month or for a couple of days next month. We probably have the best wide receiver set with Godwin and Evans and Scotty Miller and Antonio Brown. They probably have the best wide receivers in football right now. So um, I it's a good it's a well-made point by you, Henry. They're certainly going to get better by working against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. It's a question of how much Julio actually works during the off. Or well, I guess it's not the off season during training camp and during the season, because I do not, if, if this, if this is any, if the last two years are any indication and remember that Julio's season was cut short due to injury last year, they will do what as, as much as humanly possible to preserve him. So I don't think that you'll see a ton of Julio, um, well, you guys won't see any of Julio because we're not going to be able to have fans out there at the practices during training camp. But you won't see, I don't think you'll see Julio doing a lot of heavy lifting during this time of year. They'll do their best to monitor him, to keep him on an individual plan, to make sure that he gets to the season into Sundays. Um, so that what I would say to you is that's that's just kind of the way that I would approach this particular situation. Let's move on and let's talk about what most excites you about Titans training camp this year. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch if you would be kind enough to give us your opinion. Let me know in the comments section what most excites you about Titans training camp this year. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K. Brymac.com is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Commercially, they will do your small business up to your standards and above and beyond your standard. They will improve your air quality with ductwork that they do at Brymac Mechanical. And if you own a home, they will make sure that you are in your comfort zone this summer, and it is going to be an ungodly stretch of hot days coming up in Middle Tennessee. You want to make sure that you're uh, air conditioning is functioning at a high level. If you have any concerns, preventative maintenance is possible at Brymac.com. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. All right, so what are you most excited to see at Titans training camp? Let me know in the comments 
on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together. Um, Chris Jones, or excuse me, Chris Frazier says Julio, the receivers, according to Ronnie Anderson. Um, Dom says A to Z's uh, random pop up post practice shows from A to Z is what I'm excited about. Well, I, uh, yeah, I don't know how we're doing those this year. I know that Luke's going to be out there, and I know that Austin, I don't know how many of us are going to be allowed out there at one time. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll be in a situation where. I'll be able to do some of the pop-ups with those guys, but I don't know how many I'm going to be able to do, if at all, because I'll be doing the radio show. I'm going to get to do the radio show live from training camp. And by the way, on Wednesday, we get John Robinson on the radio show. John, who is not scheduled to speak to the assembled media, we'll get first crack at him on Wednesday. And we've got a bunch where the Titans PR staff has been fantastic in setting us up with interviews throughout the course of the next couple of weeks with some of the guys uh, we gave him a really good list of players to schedule out for us, and we start with John on Wednesday. So make sure you're tuned in to the radio show on 104.5 The Zone. Um, so from my standpoint, how much, you know, what are you most hype about watching? Julio equals hype, says Juicebox678 on Twitter. I just literally want to know if we can consistently rush the QB, says TJ Hans. Well, TJ, you, you won't know that for over a month. You'll you won't know that until you really won't know that TJ until you know probably mid-October. Honestly, you're there's no way for me to be able to tell you that in training camp. There's no way for them to be able to really show you that in training camp. You really won't see it in the preseason um because I doubt that they play Bud Dupree a great deal during the preseason if in fact he is ready for any of the preseason games. Um, I would not anticipate, you know, learning that until we're in mid-October and we have like a fuller understanding of what exactly this team is. So, you know, you'll be waiting on that for a while, TJ, if that is what you, if that is literally all you want to see or know. Saul Grammer on Facebook Live says, Jeffrey Simmons jumped to Aaron Le Donald level type of production. Well, here, Saul, you're, you're setting completely unrealistic expectations for Jeffrey. Um, doesn't mean he can't be good. Doesn't mean he can't be great. Um, doesn't mean he can't be special because he is, but Aaron Donald is, is not, there's such a difference in the style of player that Aaron Donald is versus Jeffrey Simmons is now Jeffrey is freakish as is Aaron Donald, but do not, do not try and put a sign, you know, Aaron Donald level production out of Jeffrey Simmons when they are not at all the same kind of player and really not used in the same kind of way. Um, battle for the last few roster spots during training camp in the preseason is what Clark Brandon too is doing. I'm excited for preseason games. And I've never said that in my life, not once in my life, but I think we will finally get a good measure of these, of the depth on this team learning through the preseason, something that we have not had the opportunity to do in quite some time. Um, do they still be interesting to see if there becomes an issue regarding number of targets, Julio versus AJ? I mean, I, I don't, that wasn't a problem last year. And they still almost, they almost had 4,000 yards passing. They had a 2,000 yard rusher. They had a, a two wide receiver, one hot wide receiver hit 1,000 yards and the other one nearly get, I think he was like within 15 of 1,000 yards for Corey Davis. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get bent out of shape out of that. Maurice says, you know, that's the first that I've seen excitement for King Henry. Maurice is the, uh, is the first one to say that, which I'm surprised by. I'm excited about the return of Taylor Lewan, says Little Titan 85. Yes, Taylor Lewan 
will be back and better than ever. He and A.J. Brown not with an injury designation when they were being assigned on Saturday, which is great news for you and for the Titans. Um, what I'm most excited for is, is I think, the obvious. You know, there, there has been an energy since the Titans traded for Julio Jones, unlike any that I felt at that practice facility outside of when Brady was here for joint training camp practices. And that didn't have a damn bit of anything to do with the Titans. That had to do with Tom Brady. The Julio Jones effect is in full force, and it has me fired up to get out on the practice field this week and into the coming weeks? Um, I mean, you know, defense is like, you know, um, you really don't have to pick your poison. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, stay in the box, put, you know, nine in the box, right? Um, guy like Derek Henry in the backfield, you know, you got to respect him. So then that's when me and AJ go to work outside. And then if you only got eight in the box, Derek going to go to work in the backfield. You know, great offensive line, things like that, scheme, stuff like that. But I mean, you just got to pick your poison at the end of the day. Um, but we're just going to go out there and play for one another. That's the culture of the team here. Um, just going out there and enjoying it, just having fun. just And also, just, just do your job at the end of the day. Pick your poison, says Julio Jones. That is going to be what makes this offense so exciting. How are they going to be defended? And this is just training camp, so it's going to be – you know, inner squad scrimmaging, basically. And Julio, we don't, again, we don't know how much work he's actually going to do, given the fact that they are going to preserve him as an asset as much as humanly possible. And the Titans notoriously have individual plans for all of their players that often involve rest days for veterans, as it should be. Um, but the days that Julio does work, I am going to be excited to watch. And I think there is no more exciting prospect for Titans fans, other than an improved defense. But sacks are great. Sacks uh, don't have the sacks don't have the sex appeal, the touchdowns and freakish wide receiver highlights do. That is what Julio Jones can provide to you. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says producer Reed is back. Videos have been great tonight. Well, good. Reed has done an excellent job every time. Uh, this is this is how we you know this is how we know that I'm not a one man show because I'm useless without Reed as we saw yesterday. Um, uh, in Ronnie Sneed says, IKR, bro. You're gonna, I don't know what IKR means, and unless you're talking about unless you misspelled Nick Westbrook Aquina, but I'm certain that's not the case. So, Ronnie, you're gonna have to be uh you're gonna have to expand for me. I don't know what IKR is. Um, I want to see the interception from Mr. Burrow, says CJ Young 299. Yeah, Kevin Byer got the key to Murphy's Burrow over the weekend, which was cool to see, and I'm sure cool for him. Um Kevin Byard is going to be, you know, the he's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting this year because he's working with a lot of uh, he's going to have to, he's going to be working with a lot of new faces in a secondary that struggled mightily last year. Again, struggled with the without the help of a pass rush, but still struggled nonetheless. That is what I'm most excited to see out at Titans training camp, though. I am excited to see Julio Jones. Uh, let's move on to the final topic for this evening before we get you guys out of here. Uh, by the way, 615 Sessions with Joe Rexrode is going to be in your feed at midnight tonight. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network for a Rexrode training camp preview with myself. And then the install with Greg Cosell coming on Friday this week. That is going to be spectacular, too. We're going to do a deep dive on individual players and how they are going to how they are going to maximize their skill sets here in Tennessee. The install with my buddy Greg Cosell at NFL Films comes your way this Friday, 615 sessions 
drops, you know, in, in what, like four hours, basically. Um, the question that I'm asking you though, is what most concerns you about the Titans right now? Now this could be players. This could be coaches. This could be something to do with John Robinson. This could be the fact that you're pissed that you can't go watch training camp practices because their facility is still under construction. Generally, what most concerns you about the Tennessee Titans right now? Let me know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss together here on A to Z Sports. Prime time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. We will get to that momentarily right after we tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. When they say your dream address without the stress, they mean it. And this time, this year, in this real estate market, it is critical to win the buyer battle by getting the intel that the Ashton team has. You see any number of real estate agencies providing the same properties with the same basic level of information. The Ashton team digs deeper that's why they're the official real estate team of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. I can speak personally, myself, for all the good work that the Ashton team did for me. I could not be happier with my dream address without the stress. I love the location. I love what it has to offer. It's the perfect fit for me in my first home. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Check them out. All right, so what most concerns you, just generally, about the Titans right now? Rob Wright says coaching. Josh says defense. Joe Espo says offensive line. So I'm curious, Joe, why are you concerned with the offensive line? Now, you know, by by the reports um, and by the Titans' own injury designations, on Saturday, Taylor Wan is going to start training camp full go on Wednesday. He's back and, and better than ever. Roger Saffold is healthy. Ben Jones is healthy. Uh, Nate Davis is healthy, and and we don't know what the right tackle situation is going to be, but they have been getting Dylan Radens a ton of work in this offseason, and he will he will push Kendall, Lyon, uh, Kendall Lamb for that starting spot. Ty Sambrello, who is also on the PUP, will not be able to uh, will not be able to rebound. It seems uh, in time to get a jump start on the competition at right tackle. It will be between Kendall Lamb and Dylan Radens primarily. Of course, Radens the second round pick. From this year's draft. So I'm not, I'm honestly pretty good on the offensive line. I think their depth's okay. Um, I think that Taylor Lawan coming back makes all the difference in the world because they were a good, they were a fine team without Taylor on offense, but uh, they were a different team without Taylor on offense. And I think they get, he gives them so much more ability to do so many different things. Um, Ronnie Anderson says, who is the kicker? That is a massive concern because there's two guys and neither of them are terribly appealing right now. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, coaching OC and DC has King Nat six, 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 the most concerned Brad Lipford says injuries. El Boogie 808 says right now is Bowen. <sighs> Again, guys, I think, you know, I understand why Shane Bowen is the face for all things bad and wrong with Tennessee Titans defense, but I just think he gets entirely too much blame because it's easy, right? There's one face that you can point to and say, that's the guy. That's the guy who was responsible for a terrible defense. And he is, in part, responsible for a terrible defense. But we do that way too much with coaching. When when they're good, we give them too much credit for the success. When they're bad, we give them too much blame for the failure. So I just think the Bowen thing is a little bit overrated, even as I understand how awful the defense was last year. Um, defense, some key players coming off of injury, says Larry Ford. And that is where my greatest concern would be, is – 
while we wait for Bud Dupree, and I don't anticipate it being a very long wait, but there will be a wait associated with Bud Dupree as he works his way back from an ACL and may not be full go when he returns. But with Dupree, the question becomes then, okay, well, who is behind him to make up for this lack of pass rush that the Titans went out and paid somebody to help them provide? Is Harold Landry capable? Is Danico Autry going to be able to help Jeffrey Simmons in a way that makes them more uh, more efficient at interior pressure? Is Rashad Weaver going to be able to play meaningful snaps for this team? And is somebody like Derek Roberson going to find his way into more of a situational passer, situational pass rusher role? I am concerned most about the pass rush for obvious reasons because it was the worst thing that they did last year. And the guy who they paid to fix it it will be ready, but he's not quite ready yet. Gotcha. And I know, uh, I'm sure you, you're aware of the numbers. Titans had a, a grand total of 19 sacks last year. How can you help uh, change that and, and make it better going forward? Uh, definitely, I'm going to go out and just play on my hand on fire. Um, you know, just trying to get out the quarterback as much as I can. You know, creating pressure. You know, um, trying to get the ball out. You know, you know, just everything I can do, you know, just to be, to, to keep the train rolling, man, and, uh, and to help those guys on D. You know, I'm, I'm all with it. So Bud Dupree understands the expectations of him, that he understands why he's here. In fact, he's I've really been impressed with the way that he's not shied away for it. But, um, you know, in, in his absence, what, what, are, what are they going to do? How are they going to generate pass rush if he is not able to start the season for whatever reason? I don't know that. I think he's closer to starting the season um, on track than – somebody like Caleb Farley is because we just know so much more about ACLs than we do about the status of Caleb Farley's back. Um, but Bud Dupree and what's behind Bud Dupree does, I, it is it is a concern because that's the worst thing that they, or the, that's the thing that they were worst at last year, pass rush and obviously third downs. Um, how can they find ways to manufacture pass rush without their top end pass rusher out there if that is indeed the case. That is where I would be looking at with some concern. Um, and in the meantime, all we're going to do is enjoy football together. The radio show tomorrow is going to be popping. We've got Mike Vrabel at 1130, his press conference from St. Thomas Sports Park. We're going to carry it for you on the airwaves, 104.5 The Zone, 10 to 1. We're going to have Harry Douglas, good friend of Julio Jones, teammate in Atlanta of Julio Jones, and of course, former Titans wide receiver, who's going to give you the deep dive on number two in two-tone blue, Julio, as well as A.J. Brown. And we'll talk about these wide receivers as a whole. And also, Harry played at Louisville, so he's intimately familiar with Des Fitzpatrick and what Des is able to do. 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. If you're missing any of it, it's the Buck Rising Show in your favorite podcast app. Speaking of podcasts, three you need to subscribe to. The Buck Rising Show. 615 Sessions, which drops tomorrow with Joe Rexroad. You still have the opportunity to slide in my de- uh, DMs on Instagram, at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. That's where you can follow me. It's where you can send me your Music City mailbag, Titans Training Camp questions, and Rexroad, and I will answer them on the podcast that comes your way in just a few short hours. Titans Training Camp Preview at A-Z-SportsNashville.com and throw the install with Greg Cosell a subscription as well in your favorite podcast app because I am cranking the football season content out. I am full go. If you think I wasn't sleeping before, if you think I was working too much before, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. And you know why? I'm going to keep it rolling.
because football season is here, and I'm not tired yet. I have no-